Welcome to Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Are you making the most of your experience as a spiritual being in physical form? Do you want to live with greater levels of peace and integrity? Today, Lisa and her guests will help you discover, uncover, and recover what's missing in yourself. Now, here's your host, Lisa Tremont Oda. Welcome. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and you're listening to Sacred Exploration. This is where we help you chart your course to self-discovery. So I'm glad, as always, that you accepted the invitation to join me here today on Sacred Exploration because, as I like to mention over and over again, it's really about being in a co-creative relationship with the divine. So I do my part to show up and do the radio show. You do your part by listening in, feeling into it taking away what feels right for you. Calling in is always a really great thing, and you can always call in toll-free at 1-888-346-9141. And uh, you can also Facebook us, too, at Imperfectly Vegan and Sacred Exploration. So we really want to develop a relationship here. I've been thinking about how much it would be more efficient if we were all on the same page flowing together as much as possible. So I am going to ask you who are listening to participate by sharing this um, with your friends and inviting them into this journey of sacred exploration where together we're, we're like in sync with the same heartbeat and going through this experience together and together we'll create more massive uh, results. And uh, so it's very exciting. I'm very exciting. And I'm also today particularly excited to have as my guest, Grant Inglet. Welcome, Grant. Hello, Lisa. How are you today? Phantasmagonical, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, are we going to talk Aussie now, are we? Yeah, it could be. Could be. It's all <laughs> right bit. by me. So uh, Grant is, is a yogi. He's a surfer. Uh, I really don't have to say much more than that, but he's a lover of life, and uh, he has informed me on my path more recently, and uh, I really admire your way of life, Grant. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that Grant does is he flows between various environments on the planet, so he'll live between the oceanic, mountain, forest, and desert environments, and... um, you're basically following the sun, it seems. Well, to an extent, that's correct. I um, did that for a number of years, back and forth from Hawaii to the Sierra Nevada, um, North Shore Kauai in particular. Um, and then after a number of years, I realized the importance of grounding in. I had become quite etheric and abstract moving between environments as a human being and experiencing them as a sensory being very deeply because I've been doing the yoga and and the surfing half my life uh, naturally integrated a sense of uh, soul power from these activities and I suppose that's what I'm wishing to share with the listeners today is that it's possible Mm -hmm. when they realize they have a choice and it's um, their own uh, choice, and no one can do it for them. It's, so I come through uh, an experience of deep gratitude. Uh, I found out that being in the present moment requires you to be grateful. You can't not be present and without being grateful. So looking forward every day uh, with a certain creative zest, you know, curiosity and courage to discover what life's going to present, um, in the moment. Are you saying you would necessarily be grateful in the moment because if you're in the moment, it's going to be something worthy of our gratitude or? Well, this is the mystery of life because, because of the realization of death as the great equalizer, any spiritual being who uh, evolves as a human has a relationship with their own death. Even though it hasn't occurred, they're still aware that it, it is imminent. Mm-hmm. And as a sentient being is aware that there's an end to the, the mind-body experience, they uh, focus predominantly on their soul journey and realize they're having a, uh, an experience in a, in a body. So they do things to take good care of it. 
um, understand there's this, this split between form and formless, uh, dual, a dual experience, like your term imperfectly vegan is a, a dualistic term uh, to explain that we have a target in life of, of perfection, you know, whatever that is for each person in their um, discovery, but that we're always learning and growing along the way. And, and so there's this, uh, this sense of allowing for growth and learning. Uh, and there's a, a gratitude that comes from actually learning that when one integrates lessons, they've moved beyond a, a visible boundary. And uh, like Henry David Thoreau would say, in, in an uncommon hour. And that's because they were searching in a particular direction. Eventually, they find. And so wow. having having the faith that, <laughs> that there's, there is a... There is a, a curve that one is on in the life. And so with yeah. the thought of death ever present, we enjoy the sacred moment. Well, that's is where that? we come up with the terms sacred and profane. We realize that because there's an end to this, where do we want to focus? Mm-hmm. And that becomes the choice every moment for each person. Do they want to focus on the sacred or the profane or somewhere in the middle or a little of each and, right. and grow in different times of life it, and so on. And so it came to me earlier in life that I ought to be aware of the elemental world and move in the elemental, the, the organic, um, to stay grounded. Because I was. So that put you yeah. out into nature and all these various environments. Right. That's exactly it. I And I kept on. Uh, being a, a student and a curious and courageous student, I didn't just simply follow the person, the leader. I was my own, my own uh, goat. I was my own lead dog out there and mm-hmm. discovering. And then I found others along the path that were peers that were also um, doing their own version of the same thing, and like yourself. Thank you. You're welcome. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, since you mentioned it, with the imperfectly vegan, can you say more about your feelings around that term or how it's impacted your lifestyle or anything you'd want to say about it? I have an imperfectly uh, vegan moment in every episode. Yeah. I like to bring it out because okay. it's really important. So. Okay. So the way I interpret this is that as a steward of uh, on the planet as a person who's caretaken a couple avocado orchards in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties in the eighties and nineties and so on, a lover of life, nature lover. One comes to see that there's this ever renewing cycle of life and death in nature, mm-hmm. creation, destruction, fertility, etc., And that the, the mother earth that we're on, the source planet is so wonderfully um, providing mm-hmm. us when we can experience this and, and recognize it. Pacha mama. To be present to the moment and meaning grateful for your next breath, being able to move on the inhale and the exhale with gratitude uh, so that you naturally then invest your experience through your internal being. And that means the body. That means the gratitude for nature and what nature provides. So you will naturally gravitate towards things that bring you health and vitality and allow you to live in your senses, in in your sensate fully. And you realize that you're experiencing this dimension with the eyes and the ears and taste buds and the touch and the smell. So you want to make sure those things are always functioning at their peak and living close and simple to nature provides as, that as imperfectly vegan lifestyle does well is yeah. that what the connection certainly imperfectly vegan lifestyle does moves us more towards a plant-based right. life away from animal agriculture that's being uh, done with some hubris some arrogance and ignorance by the human in my opinion right so the cleaner we can be the more we can right. have the flow and even the air flow through the breath that you're Right. Health and vitality, supreme health and vitality are our birthright if we claim them to be so. Exactly. And that's the point of the show is to bring out 
those gifts, talents, and skills, resources that are available to all of us that we all can do, and usually for free, like breathing. And eating isn't exactly free, but we all have to do it if we're to live. And uh, so it's an act that we're freely given every day to make those choices. Definitely. Right. And, and so one would naturally want to learn how to make better and better choices around how to taking care of their body, their mind, their breath. And this and comes up move. something that you and I have talked about before, which is why don't it's, it's that we're both stumped on why don't people love themselves enough to take better care of themselves? Well, they haven't been exposed to the knowledge and awareness, and they've been exposed to um, a lesser idea of of what is possible for themselves, and they've accepted that as good enough. Well, it takes an awareness, too, because we are confronted with a lot of images from the fast food industry and food manufacturers, all that, but uh, nobody's really forcing it down our throats. So, like my decision years ago to not go to McDonald's anymore, even when my my family wanted to, Mm. was very conscious for me. And that's the thing. We all, each alone, feed ourselves. Like, your your parents stopped feeding you at a very early age, right? So it really is within our own jurisdiction to decide for ourselves what to put in our mouths. Yes. Yes. Did I get us off track there with that? <laughs> no. Um, not at I all. That's, you got me on a flow there. That's, um, no, that's, that's well said. Um, right. Read that in. Yeah. Today, there's been a lot spoken already then shared that, um, what's available is not what's being experienced. Right. Um, what's being experienced is a packaged reduction of the potential. Um, and it's up to the individual to develop an interior fertility of consciousness That's through, beautiful. through their eating habits and their living habits and their breathing habits of goodwill. So I follow a code that I've created on my own. It's been an integration of a number of different teachings I've studied and and parenting and etc. But it simply comes down to gratitude uh, through goodwill, of being of goodwill uh, or benevolence. I use those terms intermittently. And then to do it with elegance or beauty and graciousness Mm -hmm. and internally for the individual nourishment. So you're constantly generating and dynamically transforming any areas that are less than light and loving within your own mind, in your own body. Constantly we're being um, given opportunities, mm-hmm. you asked about the moment, to be grateful, and sometimes they're not exactly what we had thought, but we can right. see the, in those moments, we can see the opportunity to transform them into uh, positive, where we can continue to integrate and grow, mm-hmm. and, and we all experience suffering. And even in the moment when it might seem a negative, if we can't see the bigger picture, that it could actually be in our best interest. And that's where that's, growing older helps and becoming an elder, becoming more patient because you've had more right. time to see exactly. and having respect for elder because they've had more time on earth to learn. Right. And that gives them a certain cred. Some patterns <laughs> to see take decades, right? Certainly. Yeah. 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 Can't do it at age 16. Right. Not and so those choices are more raw when we're younger and we learn our lessons a little tougher. But if we grow well, we can grow gracefully and age gracefully by integrating and becoming more mature in the way we go about our life. And so I certainly found that moving with more goodwill and gracious, elegant nourishment was not only good for me, it was good for everyone around me. And if people could come to that realization and, 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 uh, it is a practice. Cultivate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hone that within their own soul 
this world would transform all by itself. That's the dreaming, <laughs> that we can all find these choice points within our own soul. And that's why I love food, too, because it is so ever-present in our lives. Well, like it provides yeah. that constant practice if we want it to or we allow it to, you know, to provide us with yeah, an example of living in the present in appreciation, yeah. gratitude. Yeah. And that's why we say a little prayer of thanks usually when we eat. We say something of thank you from where this food comes from, that exactly. it is a sacred source. Exactly. Uh -huh. Well, with that, we are going to go to commercial break. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you are listening to Sacred Exploration. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimonota and Lisa Ferrer this February for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I am speaking with Grant Inglet today. 
And we were speaking about a lot of things, uh, mostly I would say about uh, the importance and value of being present in every moment continuously, uh, nourishing ourselves with breath and an imperfectly vegan lifestyle, which is plant-based nourishment. And uh, yeah, it's just real nice to have you here, Grant. I always appreciate our conversation. Thank you. It's good to be here, Lisa. Is there anything in particular you want to share? Because if not, I have a curiosity. Oh, okay. Well, I'd like to know more about your curiosity. <laughs> You're curious about my curiosity? Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I would love to hear more about your experience as a surfer and, and in particular in relationship with the dolphin because I know you've had some pretty amazing experiences and I love hearing about it. Okay, sure. Yes, the dolphin clan, they are a clan um, that live in our dimension and other dimensions simultaneously. They have evolved to what I consider avatar status as a creature. that may be unusual to hear something like that from a human being. However, I've been out there in the ocean with them in the summer, in February, in the Southern Hemisphere, 200 yards offshore, and underwater made some sounds and expressions. And they perceived me, a pod of them perceived me about 20 feet away, and three large ones come over to me and in curiosity in the moment are wondering what I'm up to. And I'm just they're so, so playful. Yeah, they're playful and curious. They're and and telepathic. excellent communicators. They right. live. They live within each other. They have these echo sonar chambers within their brains that are larger than ours, and they operate differently. They communicate differently, so they can use psychic telemetry and and perceive energy and intention, light speeds. And humans are evolving and have the potential to do so, but most humans don't have that. Uh, interest and curiosity and courage to find out and I happened to uh, discover that I had that courage and curiosity to find out and I found out that they're extremely loving and very sensitive and tender and playful so they showed me all of the things of the higher emotional realm that I had always considered sacred in human beings and they showed that to me in the moment uh, that I met them and so eight-foot windswell is building, and I see it, and I, I pull into it, and all, all uh, three of them are already in the wave in the form of the glass, um, glassy wall of water mm. just breaking all across the bay, and I'm number four. On your board? On my, I'm on my board. I pulled into it. And since then, I've had subsequent experiences where um, I will experience them in my psyche, wh- whether I'm there in the water or not. And then when I am again, I will call for their presence and, and give my intention. And they will show up in the most magical, mysterious, playful ways. Where because they stay in the same areas, I, I, I believe. In this area is a and marine so sanctuary. And so you return to similar yeah. areas to surf. And right. They and know you. They, yeah, there's a recognition. And so when I'll pull into a set wave, nice big wave, they love the, the big playful waves. There'll be two or three underneath my board and a couple on either side and a couple <laughs> more jumping off to the side 30 or 40 feet away. And there's a sense of stampeding bliss across the water <laughs> and with human and dolphin love yeah. and bliss just sent across the horizontal plane on planet Earth. And so to me, that's sacred medicine to witness, be part of, and then even be able to speak of such experiences. Um, yeah, that'll shift the DNA. It certainly has, yeah. It's made me realize the potential the untapped potential that human beings have and what marvelous teachers the whales and the dolphins of course are because they hold this knowledge and this wisdom within them and have for millions of years and and we are if we're capable to be grateful and humble enough for their gracious presence to share their love with us and and not treat them as a scientific experiment 
or a marketable commodity. No, they're very sacred creatures, and they have feeling and tenderness and kindness and love. And they have a higher order where they have kept their numbers in check. They've kept the, the ecosystem in balance. Uh, they, they haven't done what the humans done on the terrestrial and in the oceanic environments of, of pollution, and carnage, and abuse, uh, which is, you know, so one, so as a primary. surfer... As a surfer, one comes to realize that all of the stuff flows downstream and ends up in the ocean, all of the waste. So one becomes efficient, simple, and aesthetic. They live for aesthetic reasons, for the pure joy of it. And they actually engage in the um, form of, of expression because of their love of life. And because of that, there's a sense of simplicity and goodwill around living a life where you don't um, abuse the source planet, where you honor it in all forms, in all expressions. And that's, a, that's you know, to me, that's a journey of bliss, what I call love bliss. You realize that you're connected to things and everything's connected to you and your quality of intention is the difference. Right. That's what we were talking about earlier. It's like, why doesn't everyone take advantage of that? Like it. It well, could be so yeah. much easier and we'd have to deal with so many fewer problems yeah. if we live that way. Yeah, they so. simply have to awaken to the fact that they have Probably a choice. Probably speaking to the choir here. People who yes. are watching well, and listening to Sacred Exploration sure. are more enlightened, certainly. But uh, well, we're all at different it's degrees. It's obviously an important issue to be yeah. discussed. And, and we all have room to grow, huh? We're always learning. And that's the joy. If we can be grateful for our lessons, that makes an enormous difference in how we're actually um, growing in life and how much life loves us back. Because I found that as I've been able to connect far beyond the planet in an abstract, spacious, vast feeling of bliss and joy and love and gratitude, there's been a response to that in and what um, are unseen and unknown and unpredictable, um, gracious, elegant, nourishing moments and events that have come back to applaud and affirm mm-hmm. that I'm actually in a co-creative Worthy experience. Of more. Yeah, and a co-creative experience with life. Mm-hmm. And recognize that I'm on a spiritual journey. I'm a soul living in a mind-body. And that I'm actually conscious of that. And I'm taking good care of the mind-body on a daily and moment-to-moment basis. And that's why we do shamanic soul work, because as you said, it's we're the soul being mm. that has various aspects. <sighs> so when you say shamanic soul work, are you in, indicating any particular practice? No, in that reference, I was speaking to it generally. Shamanic soul work is, is being about integrating the different aspects of ourselves into a whole Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that part of the shamanic is to nourish ourselves well in order to facilitate all of that uh, working at its best to bring us into more than the sum of our parts so that's that's what I discovered as a surfer and as an avid outdoorsman in the wilderness in nature where it was all on me, you know, survival, protection, uh, food, shelter, and pleasure, all my own story, just like it's for you and everyone else listening and producing anything. Um, Those are the four primaries. And if we take care of those enough, we can expand out beyond the sensory experience. Right, like that's why we, we don't need sick days. I think they're pretty much going by the wayside, but you know, even 20 years ago when I was helping to develop wellness programs. Like, why do we need sick days? We need well days. Like, we don't need to, you know, look to the negative to happen. Let's just experience our sheer bliss. But as was was brought up in a previous episode, you know, many people are afraid of their wholeness. Like, they don't know what that would look like. It, it could be scary for yeah. some people, yeah. even though it's really not. It's fear-based, so it's an illusion. But, you know. But some people, to, to, to evolve is to see ourselves for the first time again and again and again and again. And mm-hmm. again, and again. Yeah, every day is a chance to be born 
to a new experience for a new day and to uh, create moments throughout your day where you give thanks to the sun, give thanks for your breath, you know, actualize. Have a cup the, of tea. Have a cup of tea, <laughs> roll, roll around on the grass. I mean, feel yourself connecting to nature in whatever way feels um, resonant and meaningful and, and be grateful for the experience of life. So uh, that's what I consider being a lover of life mm-hmm. and then life loving me back because I showed up to meet life. Exactly. That's <laughs> that co-creative again. Yes. It's playful, yeah. like the dolphin. And it's whole because you realize that you're, you come from the elemental, you come from these elements these, um, from, the, from the earth and the water that make us up and renew us every day through eating properly and eliminating properly and, and um, being able to breathe. The respiratory experience is, is massive. And uh, 80% of humans breathe with 20% of their lungs. 20% of humans breathe with 80% of their lungs. So it's a difference in the nervous system quality. One's operating out of fight and flight, sympathetic. The other one's connected, feeling enough. Wow, I like that. Well, we're about to go to commercial break, but when we come back on that note, would you lead us through a breathing exercise? Sure. If it still feels right. I like oh, yeah. Just the way you spoke of that made me want to take a deep breath because we don't seem to know how to breathe properly, as you said. Anyways, we got to go to commercial break. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you are listening to Sacred Exploration. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimonota and Lisa Ferrer this February for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and you are listening to Sacred Exploration. Grant, we're speaking today with Grant Inglet, who is a yogi of 20, 30 years? Well, I've been practicing since 85. I've taught starting in 93, so it's quite a while. Full-on yogi life mm. and surfer. And uh, Oh, that's right. I wanted to have you take us through a breathing exercise because okay. one of the things that I learned from you was about the ujjayi breath. Okay. And I, could we do... A, a moment of that and you know most of our listeners are probably driving home in traffic as they listen because we're the five o'clock hour um that's something we can safely do while driving huh ujjayi breath well sure we could do the breath of fire too while while driving it's just a matter of is that more appropriate oh it could be it depends well, <laughs> it well i'm curious I don't, I don't know if i know the breath well of fire. uh that's the skull shining breath or kapala body breath it's a breath of releasing and pulling in lots of oxygen into your brain so that your your mind clears. Okay. So oftentimes what prevents people from making good choices, conscious evolved choices for their life is they have a lot of chatter in their mind. Mm-hmm. And when we get enough oxygen in the brain, there's a quietness that naturally occurs. So monkey mind, they call that, huh? Yes. Yes. So to do the breath of fire, you simply, you're going to breathe in and out your mouth very fast and rapidly and pump your diaphragm, which is right there by your stomach area and your abdomen in the upper region and pull it in. become a little lightheaded so you don't want to do too much but do enough maybe 10 or 15 maybe not while driving well maybe really <laughs> yeah because in while you're driving you're experiencing some depends what kind of if you're in traffic you're experiencing some nerve mm-hmm. um, you're a little close in proximity to everyone else and that may make you feel a little um, you know protective or guarded or maybe uh, whatever anxious so now doing that breath yeah, of fire mm-hmm. your your mind is clear you can turn on a nice music and then go to ujjayi breath where you're breathing nice, in through your nose breathing in and out of your nose closed and then letting the breath brush along the back of the throat feeling that's what makes that sound yes it's like a deep and that's now that's building the prana the life force in your nervous system Okay, when you're letting that breath move along the back of the throat. And now you have some autonomy. You have sovereignty over your experience. And that's empowerment. That's about making power, empowered choices for a better life so that you have dreams and it's up to you to empower them and actualize them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, to me, mean so much what they are, but how one goes about them. And that's why I came up with the benevolent, elegant, gracious, individual nourishment, all gracious and individual nourishment, because Mm -hmm. that's sort of a vision for everyone operating from a place of the glass is at least half full, a sense of enoughness, a sense of gratitude for actually being here. And... It seems to me that gratitude for being here is essential to empowerment. One has to be grateful that they're here and show thanks in daily activities, whatever they are. Um, And others around will notice and they will see that they'll they'll wonder why you're so happy and what's the secret (laughs) to your bliss. We are simply moving in a state of gratitude and graciousness. So you're attracting You're attracting benevolent experiences, beautiful experiences. And that's where the fear dissolves. And you can see that you've created your own Because you recognize that you're not solely responsible. Well, you are and you are not. I mean, it's the one and the many. It's the thing that we're all here together and everything is the cause of everything else. 
So no one's the victim or the oppressor. You get out of that duality of being disempowered and thinking yourself a victim and playing the self-pity card. And you don't allow anyone else to do that around you either because you realize it's up to them to create a better experience also because you're doing it for you. They Which do is it not them. to say that we don't help each other out. Of course we do. But we do it out of a place of overflow or benevolence, yeah. out of goodwill, out of uh, reverence and sacred of the sacredness of life itself. So if we can agree right. that Everyone life itself is sacred, then we operate from that platform. And that's one of goodwill, one of trying to help others. Um, and yet they have to want to help themselves or it's you're just codependent. So we are it is up to us from the standpoint that we make the choice as to whether or not we're going to be in present gratitude and then and go with the flow. That's our part. But I guess what I was trying to say is it's still part of that co-creative dance where it's up to us. But then it's also not because there's all these factors that are not in our control. And that's what I don't know. That, that's where I find the play. I, I find the um, surprise and usually often an outcome if I'm in positive open flow for something better and bigger and brighter than I had even imagined. Yeah, that's, that's where the imagination and the intuition as one moves down the path of gracious, elegant nourishment and benevolence in life, the intuition is the, uh, developed as a, as a result the the cosmic seer whatever we want to say about it has an interactive experience with each of us and as we move in a way of love we see love we experience love we attract love and so for if we any other emotion um, if we move in that emotion we will have mirroring experiences of that emotion so it comes back to the interior experience of one's own soul's journey and what they're going to put in their body, how they're going to care for their body and the kinds of focus they're going to use their mind for, uh, where they're going to put their focus. And that's where the choices come in of, of what they value. And those that's where their dreams and their imagination is their very own, their very own vast uh, universe unto oneself. And that is really what life comes down to it's a dream that we're all in individually and collectively and yes we bump into each other and our dreams cross and we share and we learn and we teach and we assist and hopefully we realize in that that we ought to just um, be a simple and of peace on the planet and appreciate what there is and also show up to protect the planet and not let it be abused by uh, special interests that would exploit the resources and poison the things that live on the surface of the planet. And that's where conservationism comes in um, and being a surfer and being a yogi and realizing that we're here for a short time really in, in the cosmic uh, timescale. We're here for a blip, you know, so we ought to put forth a little homeopathic joy and bliss and love along the way. And then when we exit, we can exit peacefully and graciously and gratefully and be ready for the next experience. So I, I like to try to live every day that way and every year in my life that way. And hopefully others can catch on and, and adopt a similar um, way of their own making. Yes, because <laughs> I, 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 that would be a good thing. I don't know that everyone feels as free as you may uh, because they may have children. That, that's a big factor. However, it could still be done. You could still live out the principles yeah. of what you're speaking to. I mean, maybe not everyone would be traveling around the world and be like as free as you, but mm. I think the, the foundational <laughs> principles still apply, which are 
breathing fresh air, getting outside, this connection to nature. I mean, as I understand it, this is cornerstone to your lifestyle and um, the, the, the fresh air that comes through and the connection to nature that inspires one to be imperfectly vegan and to, you know, eat close to the earth and appreciate what the earth is offering and not look for manufactured byproducts of, of that. Um, calm, simple activities, yoga. Seems to me reflection. if we taught our children these principles well enough, the problem would resolve itself in a generation. As I say, like a homeschool, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it is possible. It has to do with it is. parenting and modeling and values. And so um, I just think we could set the bar a lot higher as a species on the earth and leave it at that without any more ideology attached to it uh, from here or there or anywhere. And if we see that we're living here um, in form, in substance, we're, we're semi-solid, but we're really energy. And if we get really, really real, we're energy fields, each of us is an energy field and we can be localized or we can spread out across the planet and send our love across the planet energetically um, and wrap the planet in our love energetically. Now, if you had 7 billion people on the planet sending love out energetically from their brain, from their psyche, from their soul, things may shift. <laughs> right, I was thinking today, I know they've had like hours contributed to this across the planet. I don't remember what they called, but you know, like what if we, we had some sort of ritual where every day at say 3.05, from 3.05 to 3.15, I don't know, everyone just turned off their cell phones, <laughs> stepped outside, rain or shine, just for 10 minutes, or, or maybe just even the shutting off the cell phone part, but just yeah. took a break where we were all in it together. Sure. And I wrote in my book about what about if each of us on the planet for one hour per day, all painted watercolors, right. watercolors, <laughs> if we watercolor, <laughs> if we know, seriously, the brain will shift into a quieter brainwave pattern that we would all Government experience collectively. Sending out watercolors to everyone. Yeah. And that's the way the dolphins live. <laughs> they live in that collective unconscious. And play. And play there and relate. They experience birth together. They experience death together in their pods. And same with the Aboriginal people. And indigenous peoples often experience these things as a group. And we live now in this mechanized, technological Western world where people are highly individualized in their interests and their activities. And the family unit has been the one area where people had the experience to have a cohesive, shared, uh, participatory um, experience. And even that now has become something different than what I knew it to be growing up in Southern California. Um, so we adapt. We adapt with what's happening. Well, I think we're going to have a natural uh, uh, renaissance, another renaissance when, when we have more robots and AI going on and people are going to lose jobs, basically. So we're going to, people will, have, will be forced to have more time on their hands, which could mean more time for their families, more time to do that, those watercolor paintings that you speak of, <laughs> well, <laughs> gardening, cooking, yeah. hugging. Well, there certainly Reading. is there certainly is some sort of convergence, some sort of um, energy waveform coming across us and through us that we're all participating in, and that we're all witnessing. And to from what um, intention are we coming from? I think that boils down to it. What's our attitude in all of it? I think that's ninety percent. I wrote in the book too about our attitude and intention being 90% of the outcome. 10% is the effort of putting it in the physical to make it happen. When you've got it crystallized in the subtle realm of the etheric body, of your emotional body enough that this is the way you feel predominantly, then that's so, that's your experience. And that's true for those who are blissed out of their minds and those who are, are suffering terribly. And so that's why trauma and treating trauma and treating suffering is 
very important yet very difficult thing to do uh, because we're having to uh, relate to someone that we're not experiencing what they're experiencing. And, and that disconnect from of uh, common experience, yet we're all part of it. So that's where the compassion, the sympathy, and sometimes empathy and goodwill, benevolence comes through. As you did when you also filmed your documentary film. That was an act of benevolent goodwill. Thank you, yeah. And that came through as a sideline to taking care of my dying uncle in Los Angeles, where I left the Sierra Nevada forest to go to Los Angeles and care for my uncle in his last year of life. I bump into the film project as a sideline because when we're putting forth goodwill, um, we're sometimes being asked to um, share some more, <laughs> especially if we know how we're doing, how to do it well. And we have some, we've developed some skills and muscle in that area. But, you know, at the same point, I want to emphasize that everyone has a certain um, contribution and responsibility to make while they're here on earth in their life. And that it's up to them to find out what that is and then to grow it, cultivate it, um, nourish it, and express it as best they can. And I always love that word responsibility in this context because we have a response ability. We have an ability to respond mm-hmm. by the way we take care of ourselves, by the way we show up in life, Correct. by the way we do all the things that you spoke of today hmm. as ways of nourishing. Yeah, wow. We're almost at close time here. And um, any last thoughts or you want to share before we go? Uh, yeah. Simply synchronize your own individual heartbeat with the heartbeat of the universe and you'll find your way and love bliss practice 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 yeah makes it so aho (laughs) (laughs) and so it is well that was a lot of fun and I thank you all for being with us here today or any time that you listen and we will continue with our sacred exploration as the weeks progress, moment by moment, in gratitude. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. Thank you for joining us at Sacred Exploration. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Ota. Be sure to listen to our program again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your week.